Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, yo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hey! Hey, girl. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? How was your week? And my week was good. You always ask me how my week is. That's very And detailed. I have to be like, uh, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> A very busy weekend, handling things over at the shop, hanging the Sable. out with you. Yep, at the Sable Collective, 3133 North 3133 Philadelphia, PA 19132. Um, <laughs> mothering. All the things. All the things. Nothing, nothing crazy happened do you have like a, a poignant moment of your week you'd like to share yes i got part of my cervix removed oh. <laughs> yesterday which was a lot it was a lot to take in if anybody's ever had to have that done it's the most like invasive and kind of traumatic thing but it's fine it's not the most traumatic but it's fine go back in two weeks test that bad boy out and see how she's like, doing You're doing wonderful see how she's feeling under there under the hood oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this week is an important week shiny talk about it <laughs> well it's not even this week it, it's actually next week but we have midterm elections coming up which are hella important i am all about rock the vote vote or die Voter be killed, voter move to Canada, vote or just sit back and watch our country, our world fall to pieces, even though it's already pretty much in pieces. But we have, at least have to maintain the mess that we have and not make more mess. Um, so yeah, I am about it, about super it. hype about the midterm elections. I need to be very clear that it's voting. I'm, I am not disillusioned when it comes to our country and when it comes to um, the fact that voting is not everything. Um, but I do understand or think that I understand that voting is hella important because these people are making decisions that affect our daily lives, um, whether we realize it, recognize it or not. And so I'm super about it. I think I've always been super about it. Johnny? 
I have always been ragged, rather ambiguous, ambivalent, rather, not ambiguous, ambivalent about it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with how I was raised, um, how I have been conditioned to think about America, think about who runs America, who runs the world, um, and the power dynamics of of this country, um, especially between those that make the rules, those that hold all of the wealth, and then the rest of the population. And um, it always just boggles my mind. I think it's very similar to um, the idea of, you know, Trump's campaign, let's make America great again. And everybody says, like, bitch, since when was America great? Not, not everybody fucking says that, which is what's crazy. Well, <sighs> some people that understand, um, some people that have have been affected by America's history and continue to be affected by America's history um, know that that was not always the case. And so it's always interesting to me to think about how we're going to change and reconstruct this society through the mechanisms of those that have always oppressed us, like playing their game to change always just mind boggles me. And in my 32 years of life, I have not been very moved to vote. I've not seen many changes, drastic, radical changes um, happen due to voting. But at the same time, I also understand that radical, terrible laws are in place that are really unjust and unfair are due to laws. And they have always been. And I'm a business owner now, just in my state, like tax laws are a real thing and if my head's in the sand then you know you get got you get got but you're gonna get got anyway (laughs) but here's the thing though we know you said about radical change i think it's so funny because i think it's something that people want to see happen like we're so used to everything happening so quickly now in this technology in this like day and age where technology everyone gets instant gratification and i'm not saying that i don't want to see radical change happen quickly but uh it's a slow process just because when you dismantle anything you have to then put other laws into place and you have to figure that out and you have to figure out where does the money come from with that and it's such a fucked up maze like it's such a fucked up game i hate to call it a game because it's people's lives but like even prison reform like if we just let all these people out which i'm all about when, when I talk to conservatives, they're like, yeah, but where are they going to go? And what happens to the money that's generated from that prison? And it's so messed up that that is the thinking behind it. So I think that's part of the reason why everything does happen so slow. Because America is built on injustice, basically. And we profit off of injustice. And we profit off of people being poor. And we profit off of people being rich. And we need that dynamic in order for this country to continue to be the superpower that it is. This country is not going... It's unsustainable. Oh, it's unsustainable. Every empire... Every empire has fallen and we are seeing it 
today, and I'm not even mad about it. But when I see things like Roe v. Wade come into question, when I see our president align with Israel in a way that is just makes me so uncomfortable. All of the presidents, so but far, so openly, and even to move the they have all been right. Even the Saudi Arabia thing that's happening right now, of course, every president has been in alignment with Saudi Arabia because they have money and it's about oil and it's about yada, 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 yada. And even Trump was talking about how they promised $6 billion um, to the U.S. in order to purchase uh, like military weapons and shit like that. So, of course, he doesn't want to rock that boat. But on a local level, I think things mm-hmm. hold a lot of importance. Mm-hmm. And we saw with the Kavanaugh hearing just how important it is for us to come out and vote on a local level because that was a matter of a handful of people deciding the fate of this entire country. Like there's no way in hell that they're not going to go after Roe v. Wade. There's just no way. So now we have two Supreme Court justices who have been accused of sexual misconduct, who are then going to make decisions, pass laws that affect a woman's body. That is so mind-boggling to me that I have lost sleep over it. I was sick watching that, and I was just like, wow, people are really like watching these politicians discuss that case it was all about re-election it was all about it was had nothing to do with dr ford it had nothing to do with wanting the truth it was all about politics and pushing their agenda forward and people who might not have wanted to vote for him voted for him in his favor because they knew that that would be what their base wanted because their base above everything else believes in white Jesus and white Jesus doesn't want women to have abortions. And so that's, that's what's gonna, that's what they're black Jesus too. Okay. Cause there's a lot of black folks out there that fall victim to that when we're supposed to have separation of church and state, I'm going on a tangent, but this is just one way in which it's, it really highlights the importance of voting, especially with gun laws. Like I, There's just so much, especially when we have um, a new Supreme Court justice, a.k.a. Kavanaugh, fuckhead, who is saying that birth control is like the devil's pill or some shit. And I was like, what? So we all need to be very vigilant and we all need to do our part. And I almost argue that voting on a local level is almost more important than the presidency. I agree with that. Because they put the pressure on the president. I agree with that. But it also takes a level of understanding. Yes. um, Understanding what's going on in your community, understanding what's going on with the politics in your city. Um, And then I think that should be applied to, you know, uh, more like the national voting system. Yeah. But I think that I I find, I don't understand, you know, the whole rock the vote thing. It's like, yo, all these young kids are not using their power and they need to go vote. And it's just kind of like an impulsive um, command for, for, for folks to go vote without, without the knowledge 
behind without it educating without educating first. people behind I'm not the most educated. I don't watch the news all the damn time. I know that there is a level of <clears throat> a level of just being bewildered when you have this all these people that you need to vote and you go to the ballot and they're asking all these fucking questions. There's no wonder that these random really, really um terrible laws are placed, especially even at a local level. There's like an estimated tax law in Philadelphia where basically no matter what the business actually makes, whatever their estimated tax was, it's an estimate that business has to pay that t- that whatever that estimated tax was. And that's ridiculous, but if people don't have the knowledge behind it, if people if 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 the work, the social work isn't and the community work isn't put in place, people make ignorant decisions and I don't think I think the focus um should be more on the social community work. If there were more if there were more social community efforts and I think it's growing now and I think that's kind of like this is how we shift and change but the social and community work is towards the the social justice issues women's rights black lives matter and I think when people get more educated and realize how those things affect their lives on a daily basis when women and young girls are realizing yo I'm like accosted every day and I don't even realize that mm-hmm. this is fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Like this is not right. When those when people become more enlightened and feel more empowered personally, I think then the change, then there's there's more leeway for change. But the a lot of people including myself, I'm not taking myself out of it by any means. I think you're far more educated and far more active and your CNN consumption than I am, and you Not know all those CNN. fucking white men's names up there wearing suits and hitting shit and screaming at each other than I Graham do. let us down. I just, mm-hmm. it's just another world to me, and there's a definite disconnect, and I think people just feel disconnected from politics. But the more that the social issues and the, that really, you know, affect communities and affect people... Um, then that empowers people. Then I think that's like the crutch of like prison reform. But also I'm like, I don't believe any of this shit is real because these motherfuckers made this game. So why are we going to all of a sudden play the game and think that we're going to create another game that's by the same, that's the same model as that game? It just Do you makes think me... that this country has a couple things? Do you think that this country has experienced radical change in its history, in the whole history of the country? Yeah, I think it's it's it was a, it's slow a burn, radical. Right? I think of shit happened real fast, and we're oh. we're we're a young country. Shit has happened real fast. We'll okay. go from a zero to a hundred. So, but for the good, does the dynamic of power change? I don't think so. But I, think I think it needs like, to, and I think it's not going to change as long as we don't do our due diligence as citizens of this country and vote. And not just not just vote. This is about voting because the midterm elections are so fucking important. The stakes are so... Talk, talk to me about why they're important, because there may be folks that just don't understand what that means. So if you can... If well, we can okay, give a nice the Democrats brief... are... If you, are, They're important to me because I am a registered Democrat. I don't necessarily believe all the shit these motherfuckers say. I'm really just super progressive and kind of forward-thinking. I was on the Bernie bandwagon, but I was also one of those people that knew Bernie was not going to get half his shit passed because... 
He, it's like corrupt. What? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Who said that? Shut up. What I just happened? knew that like half this country was not going to let Bernie do the things that he wants to do. So we have this jackass in office. I refuse to call him president anything. And so it's obvious that his priorities are not um, women. It's obvious that his priorities are not uh, people of color. I am both of those things. And it's obvious that he doesn't even give a fuck about his base either. So even if I wasn't a woman and I wasn't a person of color, black woman, mixed woman, we had that episode. Well, we had that episode coming up. <laughs> still figuring uh, it out. <laughs> still trying to work that out. Um, that he does not represent me. And I don't think that he represents the majority of this country. And I don't think he gives a fuck about his base. I don't think that these... like. Poor white people are going to be the ones that suffer the most under this jackass with his <coughs> tariffs that he has on China. Ford is laying off, Ford the company, the motor company, is laying off hundreds of thousands of people because of the tariffs that he has placed on China because it's so fucking expensive to get this, get the shit over here from China and now they can't afford to pay people. So people are losing jobs. So yes, the economy right now is booming, but a lot of people believe that that's due to what Obama has put into place. And I'm not just on the Obama bandwagon. I'm saying that this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. When it comes to this wall, when it comes to children in cages, when just the Ugh, overall yeah. injustice oh of it. And Even, blatant. He and blatant. And it's blatant. And he has energized the middle of the country in a way that is so concerning to me because they really believe him and they're going to be the ones that suffer so, like, they they have so much to lose. He's telling people he's going to bring, you know, coal mining back. No, the fuck you're not. Nobody's mining coal anymore. They, you're not doing it. You're lying to them. And they, they eat it up because they have this, I really believe that a, a lot of people who support him who are poor have this idea of, you know, well, at least I'm not a nigga, honestly. And then the people that support him, who some of them I know who are white, who <coughs> I am related to, who are white and middle class or even well, like, well, let's stick with the middle class. They worry about their fucking money. They worry about their taxes. They want to see more dollars in their paycheck regardless of whose expense like whose expense it's at they mm-hmm. don't care mm-hmm. and then you have the wealthy who obviously is just like oh he's giving us all the tax breaks we rocking with him mm-hmm. so i think the state i think it's so important right now because there we have so much to lose on a global level we're pulling out of environmental programs that are so important scientists are saying that by 2044 we are not going to be able to function in the same way that we do today. There are more straws in the ocean than there are fish right now. That is, if that is not alarming, then I don't know what is. Like for all these young people out here who are bringing children into this world, who want to see stop their children, stop, who want to see their children thrive, they're going to be living in a world. That is dangerous. So, uh, where where Mother Earth is not in support of them because we ruined it, and we have a fucking guy that might be in office for six more fucking years if he gets reelected. Mm-hmm. He's already done so much damage, and he's also doing damage to people's mental. Not to think about just like my dad is fucked up over this. Like he cannot say a positive thing right now. All he is so consumed 
with with Trump and with the state of the he, and he's just like my grandmother I spoke to her and she's so scared because she's like this is what Hitler did I watched it like this is what happened I've lived through this kind of shit this is how it starts and so if we just stand back and but we're compliant. why do you think that this is an, why, I don't understand why people think that this is a new threat, that this formula of It's not using, the formula, but we've never had someone. It is someone, a formula. It's the formula of. We of have never had take, a president of the <clears throat> United States in, in modern history do and say, he just called this woman a horse face. Yo, he called her a fucking horse face. Like I think I would beg openly. To, I I would beg to differ. I don't have the facts for that. I didn't do all my ch- of my fact checking. Who I, you I tell really me? Don't think, George Bush did this. I don't he dropped think, the towers, but at least he lied about it. Okay, so that makes him better. No, it doesn't make him better. It doesn't make him better at all. Be, you want somebody to hide their. The there is a certain. I believe. I don't think that what that he's there is doing... a certain way to be presidential, and he <laughs> does not embody any of the tenets that you need to be a president. Nothing. His wife's campaign is anti-bullying. When you are married to the biggest bully of them all, he mocked Doctor Ford's think, testimony. I don't think that what he's doing is new. I don't think the idea of it's using new on a presidential separating... level. Shanti. Come no, on. it's not. How? No, it's not. You got to back the that whole up. construct of race in the first place. Not was, just race. No, the whole construct of race to mask the the control of power has has been around. You could even say it started the civil war. The idea that the people that have all the money. Mm-hmm have to separate those that don't have any money Mm -hmm. so that they can keep everybody in check Mm -hmm. has been going on for a very, very long time. I'm not in disagreement with that. With the indentured slaves and Native Americans, and then you had slaves. They had to create this idea that slaves are the... uh, What did I say? Indentured Americans? Indentured... uh, Servants. (laughs) Servants. (laughs) Servants. The fact that they had to think that slaves were a threat to their coming up has been going on for a, a very long I time. I am not in Inciting a middle that. America and, and white people basically to be scared that Mexican and brown people are going to take their place when realizing the whole motherfucking rug's being pulled from everybody. But you're so... He's just doing something that's been going on for a very, very long time. In a time. very different Women way. haven't been given a fuck about for a very, very long this time. Black people haven't given a fuck about... Black people were being... Who were all these major deaths that incited the Black Lives Matter? Who was the president? Who was the president? Mm-hmm. Obama was the president. Mm-hmm. Like this... this the, the, so you the don't radical think that Obama did anything for black folks? Nothing. I think you have to know laws I think now. The same, I don't know any laws. Right, so you can't say <laughs> that. Do, uh, is, if they, if is prison they, reform still the same? Is the prison system still he privatized? Was That's why it's so important to vote. A president cannot get everything done if he does not have the majority in the House and the Senate. These motherfuckers, they pass the shit. 
He has to pull it, put it through them. If he's being blocked by an imposing party, how is he supposed to get it done? This, this is perfect. This is, leads us into why it's so important to vote in the midterm I'm not election. It's not no, I That's know not my argument of why it's not important to vote, but I don't think I'm not going in. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go in. I think it's our responsibility to go in and educate ourselves as to what, what's at stake. Pick the person that represents and supports what we would like to happen, Mm -hmm. change or, or, you know, I want to say this. And then you vote. I mean, the fact that black people have endured what they have endured just to be able to go and vote is enough for you Boom. to like take your ass to the to fucking vote. polls. I, I want to say, as two, a black you person. just reeled me into this. Now, I want to say two things. I am not an Obama bandwagon. I love Obama for many reasons. I think that he had probably the hardest job for eight, eight years, like I two years ago, rather, because... I'm sure that that was so difficult to be in his position and probably want to say like, fuck these white people or probably want to react in a very different way, but he couldn't. And I think that he handled that with more grace than I could, that definitely than this fuckhead could in the office now, than Hillary could, than anyone could have. He left that White House. The biggest favor he did for us was leave that White House without a scandal, in all honesty. Like... He set the bar so high in that respect. There are a lot of things that I believe he could have done differently for black and brown folks. But let me just say that. There are a lot of things that I think that he could have done differently. But I also think that he he had to prioritize certain things. I think that that economy, since we were in a serious recession, that was first and foremost. What did he do? He got us out of a fucking recession. How did he do it? Well, he bailed out all those fucking auto companies. And the banks. And the banks and everybody else. But it worked. Because here we are. You're a business owner, bitch. All right. But you brought up a really good point. And this is something that I harp on a lot because I'm about to get on my soapbox. Forgive me. But Shanti brought up all of the things that black and brown people had to endure in order to just have the right to vote. So let's just give some history. So after the Civil War in 1870, the 15th Amendment went into effect and the 15th Amendment prohibited states from denying any male citizen the right to vote based on race, color or previous condition of servitude, a.k.a. slavery. Keep in mind that this was only for men. Women were still very much second class citizens at this time. Um, But despite this amendment, various discriminatory practices were used to prevent uh, black folks, particularly those in the South, from exercising their right to vote for decades. So blacks attempting to vote were faced with an insane amount of oppression from poll taxes to violence to voter and ballot fraud to uh, a white only primary race to crazy as fuck erroneous as literacy tests that they would have to take before voting. Um, but you have to keep in mind that most black communities suffered a high rate of illiteracy due to what centuries of oppression and poverty. Hello. So this was very much purposeful. The intention 
was to prohibit the black vote. So now you fast forward 50 years to 1920 and to the 19th Amendment, which allowed women the right to vote. Um, so this was thanks to like the women's suffrage movement. And technically at this time, every citizen in the country now had the right to vote. But black and brown men and women were still facing severe voter intimidation that many times resulted in death. So this was the 1920s. Please keep in mind that it is 2018 and this was not even 100 years ago. And that the civil rights movement has not even been born yet and would not come into fruition for another 20 years. It's insanity. So now we'll jump to Freedom Summer in 1964. Freedom Summer was a volunteer campaign that ended up being led by SNCC, which is the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and it launched June 1964. And their mission was to educate and register as many African-American voters as possible in Mississippi, um, because Mississippi at the time had the lowest percentage of any state in the country of the African-American vote, despite them being a third of its population. So it just goes to show you how effective um, the intimidation and the poll taxes and the literacy tests were in terms of keeping the black vote silent, well, basically silencing the black vote. So more than a thousand out-of-state volunteers, uh, many of whom were white, participated in Freedom Summer alongside thousands of Black Mississippians. And in, ad in addition to voter registration, Black Summer um, and the Freedom Riders, it resulted in 30 to 40 voluntary summer schools that focused on um, teaching children, Black and Brown children, constitutional rights and African-American history. So these school, summer schools were called Freedom School, which is something that I refer to a lot because I participated in Freedom School growing up in Philadelphia. Um, so this is a tradition that has continued in many states and cities. Um, there, if you do have a branch, I highly recommend you get involved in any way that you can. Um, but back in the day, over the course of the summer, more than... 3,500 students attended these freedom schools. So I think that back, like that's something that is overlooked from back in the day, how significant these freedom summers were. And um, I think it's important that we highlight it and that folks do a little bit of research on their own and find ways to carry on this tradition because I am a direct result of that. And if y'all rock with me, then y'all rock with Freedom School. But over the course of this 10-week project, 1,062 people were arrested. 80 Freedom Summer workers were beat. 37 churches were bombed and burned down. 30 black homes or businesses were bombed and burned down. Four civil rights leaders were killed. Four people were critically wounded and at least three Mississippi Blacks were murdered because of their support for the civil rights movement. Then we have the March on Selma that took place March 7th in 1965, which was led by Dr. King, John Lewis, 
SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and the SCLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Um, this was where folks were marching, peaceful participants marching for voting rights. And then they were met by Alabama state troopers and attacked with nightsticks, tear gas, and whips. But these brave men and women refused to turn back. And so the the big turning point in all this was that television proved proved television proved to be a great ally for um for the marchers and it forced our sheltered perfect willfully ignorant white america to finally face the reality of their beloved country and it's so funny because much like this is much like social media is doing for activists today for everybody to be walking around with a camera in their, you know, in their pocket and have the means to press send right away and blow that shit up and put it on Twitter and, you know, and make it go viral is a huge weapon against oppression. But anyway, I digress. So this leads us to the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which was aimed to overcome legal barriers um, at the state and local le- levels. So those poll taxes, the literacy tests, so on and so forth, you know, they were supposed to be kaput and um, African-Americans were supposed to be able to exercise their right to vote as guaranteed under the 15th Amendment of the Constitution. But even after this passed, um, you know, voters still faced and still face difficulty at the polls. Um, But at the very least, that now they have legal leverage on their side and that gives them a right to sue. Um, But I also feel that it's important to point out that many women were spearheading these organizations and were at the helm of getting us voting rights because I think that that gets lost in the narrative. So we have Miss Fannie Lou Hamer, who was one uh, most famously quoted for her I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired quote. She was an organizer of Freedom Summer and of SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. You have Miss Ella Jo Baker, who uh, was long beside Fannie Lou and the primary advisor and strategist for the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And she also worked aside some of uh, our most famous civil rights leaders in the 20th century, uh, including Du Bois, Thurgood Marshall, Stokely Carmichael, Rosa Parks, and Dr. King. So I say all this to say that we fought for this shit. Uh, And no, it is not perfect, but it is what we have at this very moment. And we always need to be actively working to improve our flawed and fucked up system. And so it means a lot to me that these people have given their lives, has sacrificed so time, money, relationships, blood, sweat, tears, and, um, that we honor them by going to the polls and by voting people in who we feel like will honor them as well. So I'm done. I'm off the soapbox. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with me. And now we will get back to our regularly scheduled program.
Talk about it. I I can dig it. I mean, I think it is. So you tell me that all that happens. What's a, are you listening to? What? Okay, repeat. I did. Go ahead. Repeat. I did, but I, I'm just. I, I just want to be clear. You understand what I'm saying. So finish your sentence before I. I did because I gotta be honest, Shani. Can I be honest? Yeah, you could be honest. I was so upset that you did not vote in the most recent presidential election. I didn't. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Nobody I sure didn't vote for. So let's Donald talk Trump. about that. Let's talk about that. Because I understand my dad, what did my dad say? He said he's he's not um stupid. Meaning he's not someone that is under the Hillary Clinton or the Bill Clinton spell. And that it was difficult for him to vote for her, but he also said, I ain't crazy. Meaning he understood that a vote, that a non-vote, a vote for Bernie or a vote for that independent was a vote for Trump. At the end of the day, this is how Trump won this election and also gerrymandering, but this is how he won. And so... I just remember waking up and realizing that this motherfucker had won. And then I think that we had a conversation where it was like, yo, did you vote? I don't remember. And you were just like, no, I I didn't. And I I just was so upset. And I get that Hillary was not anybody's ideal candidate. We all know that she has her problems. I'm very clear about it. But we wasn't we weren't gonna be here. I just feel like we took fifteen steps backwards. I agree. I agree. Oh, my nothing God. That I wouldn't say I disagree. But in the moment, what but were in the you moment, thinking? I just did not feel. I I was not. I didn't feel like I wanted to uphold her or him. I just. I it it was a. It was a negligent act. I'm not here to defend in that. In the moment act. you felt negligent cuz I really want to no, know how you felt. No, I didn't feel negligent felt. in the moment. I just felt like I just felt disconnected from it. I just I just felt a total disconnect from it all. I never and and even now I'm going to vote, but I don't feel that I don't feel the fervor that you feel. Oh. Because I just don't I have yet to see and I have yet to feel it. And I think the more that I become involved in the community, for me, I think community is the is the gateway to, you know, a national and global um, participation and understanding. But I feel like now that I am a business owner um, and I feel like I'm far less in a bubble in my own little world... Um, I feel like I feel like I, I'm I'm here to participate. I'm here to learn. the The more that I've become involved in the community, the the more I understand beyond my scope of privilege. Basically, because I'm okay right now. Everything's okay for me right now. Kind of, sort of, not really, but it's not like pressing. Um, I don't have anybody that's been locked up or has been unjustly, you know, um, has been impacted directly by a lot of these laws that are in place. So I, I can say I can put my head in the sand, and I have. 
Sí. And I think the more that I've become involved with community and the more I've come to understand my connection to and my um, responsibility for those around me, I feel more compelled to be to be active, to, to not be dormant, to not be disconnected. That's a choice of, of mine. I was raised in a household where it was a bunch of bullshit. Like, they're all lying. It's all a lie. They're just talking heads. No matter who's up there, they are a talking head. And their agenda, yeah, they're set, they're, the agenda has been set to keep this monster fed. It's not to starve it. It's not for dr- radical change. It's not for the those that have not. And it's never going to be. And if you're going to be in that position... I don't have facts behind it, but this is what what I've been taught. If you don't, you wouldn't be in that position unless there was a reason for you to be in that position. And people that are very radical and people that have have agendas and have associations and have the power to change that dynamic would never be in the position to be elected as a president. It just doesn't happen. Not today, not until we start to do... I mean, you just look at all of the you look at all the civil rights leaders that were that were kind of like no, they they started becoming more radicalized. They started being. I think after a while, Martin Luther King was like, "Hold up, I don't really give a like this. This shit isn't this is not working. This like trying to follow this system and toe step and you know make the policy and get the people together. This is a bunch of this is a bunch of bullshit. And I, I think, think the it more has to radical happen on both levels. You need I'm radical saying, folks and you need people. Okay, but I'm position. saying well, this I'm explaining why I made okay, that okay. just my thinking behind it that the the people that are really about it and that the the real radical change is completely opposite and completely opposing. This system is completely different. So I don't understand. And we talked about the, about this in another um, podcast about how you have to, same thing with w- when you go to work and you have to present and you have to act. We got to play oh, the game to, to, to win the game. And like, I don't, that's still not clear to me. And it's not, and maybe that's a truth. Maybe that's how it has to be done. I, I guess... I'm not quite sure what the other formula is, and I don't have the answer for that. But it always feels, I feel a level of doubt, and I don't have faith in this system, and I don't have faith that voting I don't is going to change everything. I don't have a ton of and faith And I don't in think it. the radical change, which, is, which I think is completely opposite this system, it's completely opposite giving all of this, the, the, the power... I don't know if the power is in all of the population using their power to with the tools that were given to right. us. I feel like you have to you have to bring a gun to a knife fight, not just, you know, get a let me just bring it. Let's all just bring our knives together. And like these motherfuckers have machetes and we all got a bunch of butter knives. Like, yeah, maybe we'll That's cut it out. But, but I understand motherfucker, that. Motherfucker, where is This it? is in the, at the risk of sounding really, really corny, right? You said a lot. I think that the most radical change that can happen is within yourself. 
And so, and that sounds so corny, like emancipate yourself from mental slavery, but that's some real, I'm serious. That's some real shit because when you do that, you're, you're able to be media literate. You're able to watch these motherfuckers and decipher what is real. What is the talking head portion of what this dude is saying versus what is he actually going to do? Why is he going to do it? Or, or he or she, who is he, um, who is he getting funding from? Who's he getting money from? Who is she getting money from? Why are they have these positions that they have? Those kinds of things are super important because to understanding the system, to understanding the system and to infiltrate it and actually do some I good. Hear you. I hate to say, but mama Maxine Waters been out here doing this shit for a long Why do you hate time to say because, because people, people make fun of Maxine because she, you know, she's auntie Max and I get it. But Auntie Max has been out here being rebellious. Auntie Max, I I don't remember exactly what happened, but back in California, like she felt like some dude, it might have even been the governor. I cannot remember right now. She thought they were that he was spending the like his allocated like state or government money wrong and pay out of her own money to follow this motherfucker to Mexico to watch him and then brought his ass up on charges. Like she been about this life. And that's the type of thing that like, that's important because that money could go to the community. That might, I want somebody that, that represents me to decide if I'm going to get a new community center in my community or a new prison. Like I want those type of people in place and in power. And I understand that that doesn't solve everything. I'm not, I'm not, I am not illusion to thinking that Allu- disillusion, excuse me. I'm not disillusioned to think that voting is going to change everything. I don't think that, I don't th- but let me finish. I think it's a major key. And I also think a major key when I said, you know, free yourself of mental slavery, it is not anybody else's job to teach you about this stuff. No. You have to take on mm-hmm. the responsibility for yourself to it. get out here yes. and watch the news and watch Fox as well because you got to know Lord, how no, what's going on in your community. Right. What you have to know with, what is going it. on. Why you have there... to be abreast of these things. I am so sick of people. Like if it's a, I get it. If it's above your head, I don't understand everything. I just un- got to understanding what gerrymandering is where for those of you that don't know, it's basically a lot of Republicans, unfortunately, are doing this, where they're changing like the city, um, the state rather, and the city, but the the lines in which. So let's, for example, each state has a certain population, and depending on that population, you get a certain amount of people in that House of Representatives, right? You get a certain amount of representatives for your state. Now. If your state is, let's say, a a square and a whole lot of the Democrats live in the upper left corner of the square, what they're doing is they're drawing the state or they're spread out. They're drawing the state lines in a way to put all the Democrats in one region, even though the line doesn't make any sense, instead of just cutting it up evenly. They're doing that in a way so that, okay, they can give up that part of the state, but they know that they'll have six more regions that are Republican. So they're basically isolating all the Democrats, all the black and brown people into one section of the state or the city so that they don't have real representation. They know like Philly, will Trump, Trump didn't win Philly, but he won Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So this is the type of thing that's happening all over the country. 
It is your fucking job as a citizen to understand that or to ask. Mm -hmm. The information is out there at this point. And when people say that, it, it also is mind boggling to me when people say that they have yet to feel it on a personal level. We feel this stuff every day. This part of this kind of um, part of our everyday existence is based off of some of these politics, of how people walk the streets and automatically think that they're better than you. How when you're at how I'm at work or you're at work and there's or there's a there's a male colleague who doesn't treat you with respect. Why would it? Why would he? With the climate of today's political, like, with today's like political climate. I mean, just the climate, period. But, but what I'm... Today's. I'm just saying. It's been... It is... It... I think now... Went from micro... Like, come on, Shanti. I think now there people are, are realizing that, wait a minute, the, I don't just have realization. to just accept I cannot it. agree with it. Right, but I don't... In terms I, of what you're just I don't about, agree that the, when you keep saying it's always been like that. It is far... It is where I have experienced it worse now because people are emboldened. I have experienced... I, I think I told you that I was out in the street... And this guy almost hit me and I hit his car. This was like 10 days after Trump got election on 58th and 8th. And I hit his car because he almost hit me and I had the light. And he got out of his car and charged me and started calling me a nigga. Mm -hmm. That was not the, that was not my experience before. Mm -hmm. I might have known it. He felt it. But there was not that kind of like rage and that kind of like, you can't touch me. Right. And so now, as a, as a person who is uh, a victim of rape and a victim of sexual assault, to see Dr. Ford and to see a president mock her testimony cuts me in a way that I don't think, like, that's why I'm so, I don't think I can really describe it. That's mm -hmm. why I'm so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, how many more white boys are watching that in the middle of the country or everywhere in this country or globally mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, this is so. This is a serious fucking problem, and what and and I just feel like it is our job as young people. If we want to be, I could never be a politician. It's so funny that I'm all about voting because I could never be a politician in a million years. I would be the per. I'm the person that gets arrested at sit-ins, and like I'm the person that's in the street marching. Like that's who well, I, I am. Duality the, is a thing. A duality is a, a thing. I think, and I I don't want to mis. I'm being honest about my negligence. Mm -hmm. I've been honest about my, um, just being an active in it, thinking like, oh, it's I'm. It's just like a white man's world. Let me just... There, it does it's not, not have for to me. be. I understand that. But I also understand the work that has been done to be able to... That had to have been had. <laughs> I understand that it's my responsibility. And I'm, I'm not in any opposition to you. I think I'm just a little bit more cynical than you are. I'm cynical. I just... I'm going to vote. I feel we so can't, We can't afford to be cynical right now. Mm. We cannot afford to be cynical right now. I can right question some midterms. things. I can I can be can I can question, question some things. I can also not I, cynical is to have a little a little smear of doubt. I'm going to vote. And okay. I think that if you folks don't that vote, are, then we're not friends anymore. And I think that that's <laughs> that's I we don't have to worry about that because I'm going to vote. But um 
I think it's I think it's important to question and I think it's important to have some knowledge. And I know I can definitely do better. I know a lot of you bitches listen and Negroes listen. Why they gotta be that way? People listening, good folks, kind hearted. <laughs> Our brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, kings and queens, kings. Yes, I shame. Um, <laughs> we can do better. And I, I announced that I can do better. And I will do better. Um, I know. Um and I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> So ha, you are go vote. Go follow Puff vote. Daddy. Rock the vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. That's it. Just that the takeaway. Uh uh-uh. the takeaway of this episode. There's I think there are a couple. If you want to be radical, be radical. Do your research. Know your local and state officials, your representatives. Get out there, voice your opinion, honor the ancestor that lost their lives so that you could have a voice and a position. This country is going brown. Motherfuckers in Washington need to know that shit. They need to represent us in a way that is meaningful or they need to get the fuck out of office. That is the power that we have. If these people are passing laws that we do not agree with, then they need to get the hell out of office. If these people are not riding with us in the way we need them to, get out of office. At the end of the day, this is a job, and we decide whether they have it or not, not them. But if you are just chilling at home and you're just complaining, then it's not going to change. We decide who represents us. That is a takeaway. I'm off my soapbox. I'm going to honor Fannie Lou and Ella Baker. And I'm going to find a Negro spiritual to play. (laughs) So with that said. Goodbye. We out. We out. So with that said. (laughs) Oh, God, do it again. So with that said, we out. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power. But then what if the majority of the country just is not riding for brown people? What if all the brown people in the world vote in, in, in this the country voted and all the the white people of the of the country voted and they just not we that's it's, it's just not the case because Hillary won the she won the the popular vote by mil, by a million or yeah by a million it was the people that did people didn't go out and vote I don't understand that so the electoral <laughs>